Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying Pink Kinksters. Thank you, Jay Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Kaze, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pate, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Jay Swizz, Mistress Velma, Enchanted Sparrow, The Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Bless, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Sir Scout and His Good Girl Ray, Miss Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, Wee Mad Beastie, and To Be Better For Me. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. So we might have to just like quickly go straight to this episode because I I got a lot of stuff that I've, I've put in the document to talk about. You don't need to do that, okay? It's it's not that big a deal if we skip some. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. Because uh-huh. then what happens is I forget to save them or I don't remember what document name that I've given them. And when we do this again in about six months, I'm going to think, oh, we really should go back to the last document where we didn't use them all. But I can't remember. And now they're wasted. And these poor people will never get our advice. Don't think they really um, need it. Uh, they posted it in here to get advice from Reddit, not necessarily from a podcast. Why am We're I the voice of, of reason? How the We're- hell am I the voice <laughs> of reason here? It's Monday and we don't normally record on a Monday and I think it's throwing us for a loop. Yeah, this is weird. Plus, tomorrow's a holiday. And, which means I've had coffee and I actually got a decent night's sleep last night. So I'm kind of wide awake, which means I How? got a lot of energy. <laughs> oh, dear God. Yeah, no, this is my crash time. Although I'm a night owl, so I'm heading into I'm wide awake. Now what do I do? Well, I got some new books that I will probably be reading all at the same time. So I'm very excited. I have a lineup of like three books that I need to read. Mm-hmm. Well, because uh, authors- I got research books. I got a new Kindle book. I got some actual hardbound books. I'm like, you I'm have st- a Kindle book. I have a few Kindle books. Have I not? Look at you. Kindling. Yeah, well, it's not like I don't. I also nook. I don't have a nook, but I do have a Kobo. So I have, let's see, I've got the Nook app. I've got the Kindle app. I have Audible. So I, I basically have Audible, but I don't use that because I don't like, yeah. Oh, I saw the most brilliant freaking TikTok the other day. And I'm like, you know what? I can't believe I didn't send it to you because I feel like you of all people would appreciate this. Mm-hmm. So there's this thing where... Okay, I don't know. You don't necessarily. This is why I didn't send it to you. I'm realizing it now because you are mostly a a virtual reader, correct? Mostly Kindle. Only only e-reader. Okay. I like physical books. But I also like audio books because then I can get in my car and just listen where I picked up, where I stopped, right? Picked off. Mm -hmm. What? 
stopped off. Words are hard for and you. I, I also, understand. Yeah, they are right now. And then I also like e-readers because really, really easy to read when my husband's trying to sleep and I'm like, yeah, I'm awake. I'm going to read. Right. And they're so, always with you because you always have your phone with you. So if you go to the bathroom, you just pull out your phone and you read a book. I was reading my Kindle book while I was at the vet. It was super easy. Mm-hmm. But so they they were this person. I don't even remember. I'll have to find this. But they were talking about hardcover books because people who like to collect books, like not book worms, but book dragons, people who actually hoard books, me, like to have the actual hardbound copy. So I personally, and apparently several other people, would be perfectly willing to spend extra money on the hardcover book if it came with an activation code. So it also came with the e-copy, Kindle or whatever it is, and also came with the Audible credit. Some books do come, some e-books do come also with Audible. You get both. I did get one of them that was like that, but I want the hardbound book. Also, what's mm-hmm. up with books not being in hardbound? There were several of them that weren't like hardbound in existence. And I'm like, what in the hell? How? Easy, because that's more money and not everybody is willing to spend that money. I want to nom it like a booty. The only um, actual physical books that I have anymore are books that I got signed by the author. They're sitting on shelves. They will never be read because I don't want to miss the um, binding. What, what the hell is that called? The cover? Well, it's not really the cover because it's the side, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the, bind, the spine. Yeah. The spine. Thank you. Yeah, you um, see these books right here? Well, I do, but nobody else does. I'm, I'm because I'm talking to you. So behind oh. me on that shelf, those are my signed copies. Yeah. Well, my signed copies never, ever get read. No, I haven't touched them. And I've got a signed copy of The Giver by Lois Lowry, too. Okay. I don't know who that is. That you, means nothing to oh, me. Oh, Jesus, rah, rah. Oh, all right. Somebody in podcast land better know what that is and how important that is and how unbelievably awesome that is. Yeah, it's up there on my shelf. Anyway, mm-hmm. so did I waste enough time convincing you to talk about something know. other than the actual? I Well, I can also talk about the fact that even though this is going to come out like two weeks after, two weeks after, three weeks after, but people can go back. I appeared <laughs> on Trigger Warning Romance Podcast. I guest hosted. Woohoo! And um, I really got to blow my friend Natalie's mind with the book that I chose. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I didn't blow were- her. She's monogamous. Okay, and married. You also couldn't have done that because it was on um, virtual, right? Yes. Okay. But you were stringing out the word blow so much. Because my mind was, my mind and my mouth are moving at two different speeds and I needed them to catch up to each other. (laughs) Because I'm excited because it's nighttime and I have a lot of energy now because this is what happens at night, which is why I make TikToks at three in the morning because I'm wide awake. (laughs) All right. So go ahead and talk about trigger warning. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got to discuss the the book and it's pretty, pretty wild, wild ride of a book, but it was a lot of fun. And Natalie said I could come on again and I'll have to just be a little more careful with the books I choose because it wasn't that that one was too far out there, at least for either one of us, maybe for other people, but yeah, we have, we have no filter in that stuff. But it was not a traditional romance. And so I think I need to get one that's a little more traditional romance for the next time. I kind of want to listen to this. It's available on Spotify. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll send I'll you a link. It. I will listen. There you go. In my copious free time. So, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> in addition to all of that, I realized that I, I wanted to do something more with Reddit. I didn't feel we Reddited enough. I TikTok a lot. I Instagram a lot. I Facebook a decent amount. Twitter's just kind of there. But <laughs> yeah, well, it's just kind of there it, for a lot of people. It's just kind of there. But Reddit seemed to be the newfangled thing for the youngsters. No, you didn't. I did. <laughs> oh, God. 
And so I thought we needed to Reddit more. So I did what any good Redditor does, and I created subreddits. Of course, like you do. Like I do. And so um, part of that was because Dara has been kicked out of the BDSM advice subreddit. Yep. We've I'm, mentioned that several times. It's hilarious. I'm allowed to be there and read, but I'm not allowed to comment. Oh, I can read them. Oh, you can read, but you can't comment? I can't comment either. How did you get banned? I didn't know you got banned from commenting. <gasps> oh, because I'm so glad you asked because this actually would go really well into this whole Did this story. just happen? No, this happened a while ago, but I thought he didn't. He unbanned me, but he lied. What happened is, oh no, is, and I only discovered this today when I went to go comment on somebody's stuff and, and I was told I couldn't, uh, I got a little lovely notice from the system saying I'm banned from commenting. This person decided, I talked to them about promoting education and classes and conventions. And they said, absolutely. They thought that was a good idea. So the first class that I knew about was one I was teaching. So he thought my whole point was being self-promotion. It's like my, yes, I'm going to promote my class, but I'm more than happy to promote other classes too. It's just got to start somewhere. And he Mm -hmm. took offense. And this particular person is somebody who thinks they know BDSM, but really doesn't. So it's all good. But I thought we needed a place within Reddit where we could promote classes and conventions. So I created the subreddit BDSM underscore (laughs) education. So I invite people to join it. And thank goodness she did not ask me to run it because I will not. (laughs) Well, Dara was supposed to be in charge of Reddit, but apparently it's going to fall under the social media umbrella and therefore still be my responsibility. Yep, precisely. So I've had to learn another social media platform, but I hey, sort of master TikTok now. I was ready to take on another. I did merch. Mm-hmm. Sort of. <laughs> sort of. Sort but of. It exists. And it is it's there. Working. And, and it's, it's really awesome. adorable. And you should check it out. Pink King Boutique. And, and I'm and Dara working came on up it. with that name. Dari did I come did. up with that name. So she it's does adorable. get credit for that. I like the word boutique. Every time you say adorable, I just think of The Rock in, um, in Moana. His character. What? When he's, the, his character he plays when he goes in the song, what can I say except you're welcome? Uh-huh. And, he's, and one of the lines is, it's adorable. So, and you sound oh. the same every time you do that word adorable yeah um but i also created a second well this doesn't even include the pink kink podcast subreddit which is which exists but not a lot happened about it um so i created another one which i thought would be so much fun being all the times that we go on to the different um subreddits to get questions for for our reddit episodes i created and am i the asshole but specifically for bdsm so it's bdsm underscore a i t a and i'm really excited about that one and it seems to be taking off so as i was looking through it and i saw a couple of questions that people posted i thought we haven't done a reddit episode in a while no, we, we really need to do some more of these. So I've taken some from our subreddit. I've taken some from the BDSM advice subreddit. And Dar and I are going to go over all of these. And, and I get to be super judgy because it's am I the asshole? Yes. Well, I especially want Dar to read the first one. And oh, no. I am going to have the pleasure and joy of watching her facial expressions. And I'm so sorry that you aren't, but I'm ready when you are, Dara. Oh boy. Is this okay? All right. I guess I'll start. You get to uh, start this first one. Is it this first little tiny one? It's the first little line at the very top. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. 
I can't wait to read the rest of this explanation. All right, hang on. Just keep <laughs> swimming. Just keep <laughs> swimming. I hate you so much. All right. <clears throat> Am I the asshole for not giving my boyfriend head? <laughs> so I know where Rara is going with this. I didn't even I, I, read it. I know where she's going with this. No, well, I, I go ahead. Just read it. <sighs> So I have a big problem with a capital P with giving blowjobs. It's not that I don't like it or think it's disgusting, but whenever I do it, (laughs) my cheeks start hurting really bad. Not where I thought this was going. (laughs) My (laughs) My eyes tear up and I start gagging like crazy and I just feel really uncomfortable. God. When I apologize to my boyfriend, he just says it's okay for him and that he has no problem with it when I don't want to do it, but he still insists on satisfying me orally. So am I the asshole for not giving him oral sex, but letting him lick me? I feel so bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Not where I thought that was going. No, but I saw one about giving blowjobs and I mean, who better? Uh Uh-huh. To talk about that. Jobs. Thank you. I'm quite good at them. As long as there's no bodily Doesn't. fluids involved. There's there's no bodily fluid. He can he can do that on himself. I don't care. Or a towel. Um. Yeah. He's actually hollering from from over there. He <laughs> says, "Yes, yeah, she is." <laughs> I know you guys can't hear it because it's really far, but he's. Like, so apparently I'm really good at them. Um I so no, obvi- no, you're not the asshole. Jesus Christ, of course not. Um I just I want to I actually want to watch I want to watch them give the blowjob. You think because maybe I want to see something wrong with the technique? I want to see what they're doing to make their cheeks hurt that much. You don't have uh, to continuously suck during a blowjob. You're not a vacuum cleaner. That may be part of the problem. Um, I will also have tell you from my personal experience, sometimes it's the size of what you're sucking yes. that stretches the that if you have a smaller mouth, a bigger dick, it well, can. Well, Rara will never have a problem with that because her mouth is humongous. Okay. I actually had the dentist measure it because, you know, the dentists always measure it. And I have from a medical professional that my mouth is normal sized. It is not big. It you, is normal, average you size. You have the biggest mouth of anybody I've ever met. I'm just, maybe how much I talk, but the actual size and how much it can stretch. Because I remember <laughs> when the dentist was measuring, I was, this was back when I was married and my, my husband and I were both getting dental exams. And he was in one room and I was in the other. And when the dentist said to me, you know, was telling the the assistant, you know, to write down the notes. Okay. Uh, ma- average, average size mouth. <laughs> I turned to the, I turned and yelled out as loud as can be to, to my husband going, did you hear that? I don't have a big <laughs> mouth. My mouth is average size. <laughs> and the dentist was like, what are you trying to prove me wrong? Like, <laughs> So I have a medical backup that I do not have a big mouth. I'm just not, saying. Not one single person listening <laughs> believes you right now. Not one. What can I say? Oh. But it, it honestly, to me, this says if your boyfriend says it's okay, either he's lying, in which case... You've got a problem with somebody who won't tell you the truth, and that's a whole other thing with your relationship. Yeah, or it's you a have whole to different believe, kettle of fish. You have to believe him. If he says it's okay, it's okay. I mean, I I would think it would be fine. I mean, like, yeah, you can feel bad all you want. I still want to know how they're doing it. Like, okay, seriously though, do you suck the entire time that you're giving a blowjob? No, because it hurts after a while. It's exhausting. You there's don't some, need to. It's no, not necessary. Some, and you don't have to go deep every time. You kind of alternate the deep and yes. the light. Then the licking like a lollipop is also go for the balls. 
Just, you know, change it around. Give a little <laughs> on the belly while you're at it because that's always fun and it freaks them out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you go like this and you go, look, I gave you a blow job. But I'm bum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are we in agreement? You are not the asshole. No, you're I mean, not I the mean, asshole. I mean, she's not the asshole. Yeah, well... Rara might be an asshole, but this person is not an asshole. I am not an asshole. That's asshole. Asshole. Meet the fuckers. Asshole. Mm, I was going for Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. All right. Ready? <laughs> am I the asshole for take for considering taking off my twenty four seven collar? I twenty six am collared by a dom thirty four. For the past six months, I have been her slave pet and a domestic servant and loving it. My first actual taste of the kink life. However, starting in May, she said she needed a kink break. I understood as we were both new to kink at the beginning of it, so a break made sense. Now it's almost the end of June, and she still has not given me clarity on when she would want to start kink back up again. I'm feeling very anxious about it but also a bit upset over the lack of communication and lack of clarity on her end. She wants to become a pro-dom and has said that my sessions with her in the future would be cut a lot shorter and less than what they were, which first of all, good for her, but also I'm feeling like she's trying to get rid of me at this point by always saying she is busy, never actually messaging me, and noted we are friends outside of kink too, so it's not just about kink with her and I and never actually saying when she is free next. At this point, I'm considering taking off my collar, it's a bracelet, as I feel like the sense of ownership is gone and the communication just isn't there on her end. I'm not really liking wearing it anymore as it just makes me mad. Am I the asshole here? No, I, no. I, to me, your dynamic is over and yes, taking of off your collar over. would be appropriate. And she's the asshole because she's ghosting or trying to ghost. And that's just, you don't do that, especially for a dom-sub relationship. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like the worst thing you could possibly do. So, I, I mean, I understand wanting to hold on to that connection and that hope that maybe things will get turned around. But not only is she pulling away and not communicating with you, but she's also already made it clear that she plans on pulling away even further. Right. Now, Man, if you decide rough. you're okay with that, then that's one thing. But obviously, based upon what they've written, they're not okay with it. And so I would consider the dynamic over, in which case it is very appropriate to be taking off the collar. Now, here's a question. Do does the sub communicate very clearly with the dom say, "Hey, this isn't working. I am taking off this collar." Or do you just take it off and be like, "Eh, whatever?" I think that's an individual thing. I probably would resp would do that. I mean, it depends on if she's pretty much ghosted him, then there's no reason for him to reach out to her. Right. Um, but if it makes him feel better and feel like he's got his closure to officially say, I'm, we obviously aren't in a dynamic anymore and I am therefore taking off my collar. I think I, that's the way I would do it too, just because I like the closure aspect. Not having that would make me wig out. Yeah. Well, I find most relationships, you actually don't get closure. Yeah. I've had many relationships where I know for a fact that they lied to me. So getting closure will never happen because I would need the truth to get the closure. And that's just not within their abilities to be truthful. Huh. So, um, you know, it could, I, you know, depending upon who he is, he could send it, send it to them with a note. I'm returning this to you because obviously we're not in a dynamic anymore. Yeah, that would work. I was just trying to like figure out how much of a warning do you give the person or whatever you want to call it? I, I think that's personal. I mean, you could say, reach out and say, hey, listen, I feel like we don't have a dynamic anymore. And so I'm thinking about taking off this collar. 
and give them a chance to respond to you and maybe work something out. But you could also in this instance, just pretty much walk away because it sounds like that's what she did. Yeah, that's that's sad. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's see. Next one. This is a longer ish one. Am I the asshole for yelling at another person in the dungeon after they bumped into my dom during our scene? I think I read this one. I was do Oh yeah, no, I read this one. I was doing an impact scene with my dom one night. It was pretty crowded, but we managed to find a spot in the corner that we thought would give us enough room. The scene started and we were having a great time. Near us was a really intense scene that was drawing a crowd. As the crowd got bigger, some people started to encroach into our scene space. One woman in particular got so close that she bumped into my dom as he was mid-swing with the flogger. <laughs> because of that bump, he ended up hitting me more to the side, which caused a lot of wraparound, which really hurt. After checking in with me, he turned to the woman and told her that she needed to be more careful. She started lecturing him on being more aware of his space before swinging and acting like it was his fault. I was already pissed because that wraparound hurt. So I turned toward her and started yelling at her that she was the one at fault and she needed to be and she needed to be space aware. She and I got into a bit of a screaming match until my dom gave me that look. We talked about it later. He said I shouldn't have said anything to the woman that he should have been more aware. I think that I'm right. And she was the issue because he was there first. So who is right? Am I the asshole for thinking it was her fault? Oh. So, I'm going to go with everybody sucks here. Because that's an option. <laughs> it doesn't is have option. to be Doesn't have to be asshole one or the other. Everybody mm -hmm. sucks. Here's my reasoning. Yeah, he should probably have checked and not made that swing. She really, really should not have been getting that close to another scene. Like, at all, ever. And you don't make a big, huge screaming scene like that in a dungeon. You get a DM. So all three of them, asshole. I'm a little bit of disagreement with that, having been the recipient of wraparound. When you get the wrong kind of owie, you're not always the nicest person because you're fucking hurting. Uh, I can understand exactly why she went off. I'm just saying in a dungeon, that's mm -hmm. probably not the smartest thing you can do. Um, well, I've, I've actually been in this situation, except it was my top who got hit by somebody else who was, who was doing a, who was doing a single tail and wasn't paying attention to what they were doing mm. and hit my top who was doing a different scene with me. I let her handle it because first of all, she was more than capable of handling it. <laughs> and would have been a hell of a lot meaner than I was ever going to be, even though I can be pretty mean. I do actually remember that. Yeah. I know um, who you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting is, is that I was recently at the 101 night at our dungeon, which I hadn't been to probably since 2016. So it had been a little while. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't been to 101 night at this particular dungeon. I'd been to the other one. And one of the things that they mentioned at the 101 night is scenes have the right of way over spectators. So like cars over pedestrians. So in other words, what they were talking more about is that if you're walking by and not paying attention and get into somebody's scene and you get hit because you encroached upon their scene space, you're at fault. Not the top, not the person who hit you. It okay. is your job because in the scene, their focus is on their bottom, is on their scene partner. If you're a spectator, it is your job to stay the fuck out of scenes and stay the fuck out of the way. So 100% get you on that. Let me turn this around a teeny bit. We have a friend who does like a big, huge event with Electro and somebody kept getting into his space and interrupting the scene and moving into the spot. And it was really pissing him off. And, you know, Electro, it's dangerous, right? 
So he cranked it up to the most extreme power level. And the next time this guy got in his way, the guy got a really, really big jolt. Mm -hmm. Really big. Learned his lesson, right? Was that an asshole move on our friend's part? Because I've heard lots of different opinions Um, on that one. Because it's electro, I would say yes. Because you don't know if that person is a pacemaker or an insulin pump or any of the things that you always ask because you say that the electro would mess up. You paid attention? I do. What did you observe that by osmosis? Because normally when I talk about this stuff, I am actually, I'm impressed. (laughs) So this is also, what you're saying right now is 100% my opinion. I'm playing devil's advocate with this one. But I will tell you, if if I were the top and I was doing impact, I so would do it and hit them. <laughs> Just to teach them but, that lesson. But if I'm doing needles, I would not. Uh, but if I were doing needles and somebody was like, because I do occasionally get somebody who will be like, oh, do you mind if I watch or their partner wants to watch? Well, and who's going to get in the way of needles? I'm just saying I would be I wouldn't do it with needles. I would be much more careful because of the whole bloodborne pathogen and and that. But if I'm if I'm flicking a flogger and they and there's they keep getting closer and closer, I have no problem of going, "Oops. Oh no. Did that hit you?" <laughs> so I think it just I, I I understand the concept and I don't necessarily mind the concept. It's just the risks involved because it was electro that I have a problem with. Nope, get you because on that if, one. Because if they had passed out or something had gone horribly wrong, because let's say they did have, have a pacemaker, uh, I don't know in a court of law that that would have gotten him off. Well, that so they kink got my does not get, no kink does not hold up in a court of law. Period. We learned that right. So yeah, so I, I just I will tell you as somebody who tops regularly, I have often had to ask people to move back before I swing. But there's also worlds of difference if I know I'm about to swing and I take a quick look versus mid-swing, something happens. It is much harder to stop and be safe during mid-swing. And I'm not so sure that I wouldn't care more about the person who I've negotiated and I'm doing a scene with than about the idiot who wasn't paying attention and walked by me. And I would much rather hit them than do wrap around on my bottom. Okay. Um, what about like, well, I mean, I did have that one person literally crawl under my table when I was doing electro mm-hmm. and we had tape on the ground, like yeah. caution tape. See, that's when I start stretching, and I'm using air quotes, stretching my legs. And, oh, did I kick you? I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were underneath there. So I hit hit the safety off, and I called for a DM immediately. Oh, I would do – see, I would kick first. And then if they did it again the next time I get the DM. But that's what I'm saying is I understand the one friend. I would do something to physically hurt that person because I am that bitch. Well, but But you just said not if it was electro. But I'm saying is – but what I would do in that instance is I would turn off the switch so I'm not doing electro with them and then, quote, unquote, stretch my legs and accidentally kick them. Because <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Oh, no, I wasn't expecting anybody to be underneath there. I thought I had room to stretch my legs. Yeah, that the one that happened to me, I was furious. She was drunk as a skunk. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've had to. I will tell you, I've had to, on multiple occasions, warn other tops who are about to swing that they're going to hit me while I'm doing a scene next to them. Because their swing was so big? Because, yeah, because whatever, they were taking a dragon tail or something mm. with a longer backswing. Oh, yeah, that now, makes sense. If I'm if I'm a spectator, then I take it upon myself to move out of the way and however... However much their swing is, they get to do it. But if I'm doing a scene next to them, that's different. And then they do need to either do less of a swing or switch their angle or something 
so that they're not encroaching on my scene space where I'm standing. No, it makes perfect sense. Right. And there are some events that are just more crowded than other events. And you have to be aware of that. And if you know you're going to a dungeon, and it's going to be a crowded night. Don't bring the dragon tail. Don't bring the single tail where you need a lot more space for the backswing. That's just the reality. Plan on doing a lot more up close type of impact with the people. But I've seen people walk, you know, but some of the spectators are clueless when they're walking. Yes. And they pay yes, no they attention, are. especially if they're in a conversation with their friend as they're walking. The last event I was at where I topped, there was a group of people. They weren't even watching. There was just a group of people who would kind of run into each other. One had come from the left, one had come in the right, and they stopped in the middle to chat. Mm -hmm. And I had to turn around and say, I'm going to need you guys to move, please. What'd they say? Or they're, I mean, they're like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. And they moved. I've never, I've never had a problem with somebody not being willing to move. Oh, that's good at least. But I'm, I'm sure that there are people, I, I've had more people in my personal space just talking to me than um, when I'm trying to do a scene. I get a lot of people talking to me when I do a scene. They're either asking questions or they are just my friends and I'm, mm -hmm. I, you know, I talk to them and I do the scene at the same time. Most of my bottoms don't mind it. But I, well, I try very hard not to. Well, I'm not talking about during the scene. I'm talking about like when I'm just talking to people, they get into my personal space more than when I'm doing a scene. But your, your scene bubble is smaller than my scene bubble. Yeah, I don't have to swing. You don't have to swing. You're also the way you set up. You are always on the inside of the tables. You set your tables up in an L shape and you're on the inside. That's so, another safety measure. I have to. Yeah. I, I can't do that for an impact. Right. No, so there's, my, there's a my scene bubble difference. is bigger. Oh, oh. So we're comparing bubbles now. Excuse me. You always got to be bigger. My bubble's bigger. I have a bigger bubble. <laughs> when I do needles, I don't have a bigger bubble. I have a small bubble. You don't have a bigger bubble. See, there's I like, I kind of want to make you do like a tongue twister with that. <laughs> <laughs> moving on to the next one all right ready long distance online aftercare Ooh. my dom tonight asked if there was anything he could do for me aftercare wise tonight after degrading myself for him i've had a lot of online doms and have gotten used to giving myself aftercare because i rarely got it him and i have talked about that and he doesn't want me to do it alone even though he knows i'll be okay if i do I feel like this is especially difficult to do online or long distance. Are there any subs or doms in the same dynamic? What have you guys done? What works for you? In this situation, he had to go to sleep early for work. He's three hours ahead of me, so early for me, late for him. I've gotten so used to just taking care of myself that I don't even know what to ask for, honestly. Suggestions, advice. Um, having, having been in this situation, a couple of things that that we used to do is... I made sure I had one of their t-shirts that they had worn. So it smelled like them. And that way you can pull it out and cuddle it and be surrounded by their smell. Um, if they have a perfume, uh, perfume, I guess, depending upon pure, he's saying, hey, so cologne, sorry. If you have a cologne um, that you, that your dom uses, you can get the same cologne and keep a bottle in your house and maybe spray your pillowcase. So again, it smells like them. So, or a stuffed animal. Right, a stuffed animal. There's certain stuffed animals that you can have um, sounds put into them. Right. If you go to Build-A-Bear and you have them like record something, you can squeeze the bear and it'll it'll record right. something. Or even, even if you don't want to do that because it's really expensive, there are cards that do the same thing. Right. So you can have that so it seems like they're there with you. And surround yourself by that. The other thing too is, you know, he had to go to sleep. Go to sleep while you're still online with each other. I've done that. Had the sleepover when you're both still online. Mm -hmm. So, the, so you can see him right there, even though he doesn't necessarily have to talk to you. You might find that very comforting as well. 
Oh, we have a patron that does that on uh, Discord. Or not on Discord. We have a patron that does that on our munch nights. Only once. (laughs) Yeah, but he's going to listen to this episode and be like, okay. (laughs) It was only once and maybe we were just too boring to keep him awake. Uh, No, I think there's actually been a couple of times he's fallen asleep. Just not on camera. The one time was on camera. I thought that was so sweet. It was actually pretty adorable. I thought we should all talk quietly so we didn't wake him up. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't matter. We yelled and he still didn't wake up. Obviously, he was tired. It was really cute. I'm not (laughs) saying it wasn't. It was really cute. It's just still funny. But um, the other thing, too, is plan when you do these scenes. Don't necessarily do them on a weeknight when he's going to have to go to bed early because he has to get up early for work. Save that for your Friday night or your Saturday night where maybe he can stay up later and doesn't have to go to sleep as early. Mm-hmm. I used to read mine a bedtime story. Aww. After we did a scene. Well, because he was a little. Mm-hmm. And we had a three-hour time difference. Uh, but in my case, I as well... Yeah, so me as the dom, I was the late one and he is the sub was the early one. And yeah, so he used to request um a bedtime story. That's sweet. Yeah, it was really easy. All right. So there's some ideas of things you can do for long distance aftercare. Okay, this next one says top seeking tips for bratty bottom. All right, Rara, this is uh, this is all you because everybody knows I'm not a brat and you are. No, you're a brat. I'm just a bigger brat. <laughs> <laughs> is your bratty bubble bigger? My brat, my brat bubble is huge. <laughs> it's all huge. Right. It's huge. <laughs> Here we go. I have a new partner that bottoms for me, and she is naturally very bratty. Is she named Rara? I have topped a bit, 10 to 15 sessions, but never with a bratty bottom. My past partners have been super attentive to following instructions and search of praise. And as a result, I have a deep reservoir of compliments easily accessible. However, I don't have a long list of retorts and responses for a bratty bottom. So I'm looking for suggestions. Bit of background. My bottom 28F has a lot of BDSM experience hundreds of sessions. She's very kinky, polyamorous. She loves primal play, impact play, and feeling used as a sex toy. In the one session we have had so far, she brats with almost every instruction. I used a mix of words and physical correction. For example, I asked her to bend over the bed and she made a pout and said no. So I pushed her down and she squealed with joy at that. In another example, I asked her to assume a pose and she didn't know the position. I asked her if she'd memorized the positions I sent in the chart to her. And she said, no. I said, why do you think I sent that to you? Which afterwards she said she enjoyed. So can you share some tips on how you respond to brattiness physically or verbally? I will update the post with the numbered list so future folks can see the tips. I actually really like this question. I See, I guess to me, I, I don't, I think, the point of her bratting, at least what I'm reading, is she she's looking for him to be a little bit more aggressive and forceful. If she liked the fact that he bent her over the bed and like pushed her down and she loved that. Or if he got firm with her and said, why do you think I sent that to you? And she loved that. She's looking for more firm behavior. So I don't think he necessarily needs retorts to say to her. He just needs to be a little firmer. He just needs to be a little firmer. For example, when I get bratty with John and John just stops and stands there and does nothing until (laughs) I do what he wants me to do. Do you remember that time I told him to pet you and be very, very nice? Oh, I tell everybody all the time that when, when I start acting out, he stops hitting me and just rubs me nicely with the rabbit fur, the bastard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That Um, was my idea. Right. (laughs) But that's what, but again, I, my bratting is different. My bratting is playful. 
you know, bratting is a form of communication. I think that's what people don't understand. If a top hits me and I want it to be harder, could I just say to them, I'd really like it if you hit me harder? Absolutely. That you is good. That is one wait, way to do it. Let me let me do my impersonation of you saying, can you do that harder? In brat. As in a brat. In brat. Trans- <clears throat> translate that into brat. I'm gonna I'm gonna be your brat translator. Okay. <clears throat> that all you got? Exactly. <laughs> That's um, are you feeling okay? Does your arm hurt? Do you need a little rest? Yeah. See, again. And that's what I'm communicating. I'm just communicating it in brat. Brat is a form of communication. Brat also needs to be consensual. Yes. I don't brat like that with all of my tops. No, just him because he's super lucky. Oh, my God, because he's a brat. Yes, I know. You guys have a brat competition every time you see. We do. Ooh, and beca- that hurt. And because I want to get hit, I let him win. Oh, yeah. Is that what it is? Because if I don't let him win, he doesn't hit me. Yeah, he just stands there. He just stands there, which is a waste of everybody's time. And I'm not having fun. And I can tell you, he ain't having fun either. Oh, I think he's having a little bit of fun because he's pissing you off. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got the pissing off in to start with. So I'm okay with the fact that I I made my point and I stopped. And And we still need more. Excuse me. I still need more things to respond to when he asks me a color. Since I'm not allowed to say super green. Which I think is stupid. Thank you. How do you not like super green? Thank you. Soylent oh green. My <gasps> oh what? my God. Oh my God. What? Because remember how I have rubber chickens? Oh no. One of <laughs> one of my rubber chickens is green and one is yellow. You're going to hold them in both hands and squeak them depending on which one is doing which, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait. So before the party, you need to hide them in your well, spanking bench. I always set. I, it doesn't, it's going to be very, so I'm going to keep them busy. I always set up the spanking bench when I do a scene with him where I lay my towel down over the spanking bench and I put my stuffy for like my pillow for my head. Mm-hmm. So I can hide the two underneath them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And so I'll pull out the, when he goes, what color are you? I'm going to pull out the green one and go squeak. <laughs> it's actually more of a squawk. A squawk. Oh, my God. Is that genius? You're he's a genius. Gonna, he's going to fucking kill me. He's going to bust out the He's going to either leave. In the middle of the scene, he's he's gonna just—he's gonna stand there with his mouth hanging open, and then that's when I pull out the camera, and then he's just gonna turn around and leave. Oh my god! Okay, so I have a party in like two weeks. Right. I guess I need to reach out to him, make sure he's coming, and ask to do a scene. Ra ra. When is your party? The twenty second, honey. Oh, thank God. Wait, no. Hang on. What month is this? July. Oh, God. I've, that's okay. That is three weekends in a row for me. I'm going to die. You'll be fine. Yeah, no, I'm going to be dead. You'll be fine. I'm also doing three weekends in a row. It'll be fine. Yep. Okay. okay. It'll be fine. It's all good. <laughs> okay. So I will have a, be having a party. I will do the scene this way with him and I will report back as to how my green chicken goes. Oh my God. He's going to murder you. This is brilliant. Come on. You have oh, to Oh no, it's absolutely fucking amazing. He's just going to going murder to you. kill you. <laughs> Here lies Rara. <laughs> with her, with her chicken, rubber chickens. She will you took bury it me too with the far. rubber chickens? No, I will not bury you with the rubber chickens. I will put them gently on top of your grave. And once a year on the anniversary of your death, I will come and squawk the chicken. That sounded dirty as hell. (laughs) No, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. <laughs> the fuck did I just say? <laughs> I think it's great. Is that what choked the chicken? <laughs> Squawking then, enough, squawking enough a- times, and you get chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I'm serving at your funeral. Would we sit sh- with honey mustard dressing? Would please? we sit shiva for you? We're gonna have chicken nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so okay with that. Hey, as long as for mine we get tater tots, that's then I'm, even uh, deal. Okay? You got it. You got it. Okay. We have the uh, most fucking morbid conversations, <laughs> but now all I can think of is doing something really dirty on your grave and going, Pagak! Can I tell you? I would love that. I would I take zero would. offense. I would love it. Your spirit would be laughing in. My spirit would be so, I'd be shining rainbows on you. I'd be so happy. Oh my God. I'm crying. Oh okay. my god. Okay, so I'm sorry. We were supposed to answer their brat questions, not come up what? with more brat ideas for me. So anyway. Oh. Um, hold on. Do we have to post that now in the chat? Oh, which one? I what, don't what, know. What? No, I, I know which chat. I just meant like what? Oh. I something um, about choking the chicken. <laughs> I'd say hold. No, wait, it's not choking the chicken, it's squawking the chicken. Yes. Dara's gonna squawk the chicken on my grave. Yes. And just leave that, it at that. That's perfect. <laughs> See, this is what you get when you become a patron. You get weird bullshit like this randomly popping up and people like it just absolutely makes no How sense. Do you spell we have squawk? no S Oh, there you go. S Q I don't know. U A W K. You gotta go into the. You gotta go to the announcer's voice. What? This is the type of stuff. Too hard. This is the type of stuff that you would get to enjoy if you became a patron and then joined our patron, our patron Discord server. You can become a patron by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. You could join us for as little as two dollars a month and still have access to our Discord server. Okay. Okay. But this is the kind of bullshit you get just no context <laughs> at all during while we're recording and nothing you don't make any sense until the episode comes out. And then the first person that's going to respond is always going to be Violet. <laughs> and she's going to say, you two are recording, aren't you? you- Bet. <laughs> right now. Bet. Well, I put it in there, but nobody oh. said anything yet. Oh, she hasn't had time to read it yet. It's fine. It's been like 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. A- anyway. Oh, God. So... Bratting. <laughs> in uh-huh. this case, I think she just needs you to be more forceful. And for retorts, I would do something along the lines of just the reminders of who's in charge and it's not her. Mm-hmm. Because that's apparently what she's into. It sounds like she wants a little C&C, so I would bring that up too. Mm-hmm. Like the whole being forced to do something. Right. Did I ask your opinion? That type of Excuse stuff. Excuse me. Who who do you think you are? Who who died and put you in charge? Because you ain't in charge. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Did, did we? What we have here is a failure to communicate. You think you get to be in charge? No. Are you having fun putting quotes in that we have a failure to communicate? To communicate. Listen, I'm still working on squawking the chicken. I, I'm trying to picture John's face and God, it's not going to be dirty pretty. as hell still. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. I'm going to have my camera ready to go. Okay. To get his face. Oh, here, hold on. I'm going to I'm going to message him right now and just make sure we can do a scene. That oh, night. that would be. Yeah. Because that would, otherwise that's not that. going to work, right? No. All right. All right. Do you want to go on to the next one while I yes, text Yes, I will do that. Where the hell are we? Um, is BDSM really ethical? Did I give you a chance? do one? Yeah, do it again because I'm, I'm oh. typing. I, I'm, I'm giving you my turn. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You can have my next turn then, okay? Okay. Is BDSM really ethical? 
Recently, I've been feeling conflicted about my own participation in BDSM. I've seen plenty of people online say that BDSM is always unethical and that people who want to be submissive, especially masochists, have something wrong with them and that doms are just exploiting their mental problems. They also say that anyone who enjoys causing physical pain also has something wrong with them. Has anyone else heard this? How do you respond to it? <clears throat> Here's my response. Those Go are ahead. fucking ready, vanillas. Ready. Those are fucking vanillas. Ignore them. <laughs> they don't know jack shit. Nope. There's nothing wrong with you. BDSM does not equal trauma. And if that's how you get your jollies, then that's how you get your jollies. You do you, boo. As long as there's consent involved and everybody's of legal age, you're good. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing. And no. as somebody who is a sadist, and I think this is the biggest misunderstanding when it comes to sadists. It is only fun for me as a sadist if I'm hurting a masochist. Hurting somebody a who doesn't want to be hurt, who doesn't like to be hurt, is no fun for me. I get no enjoyment from that. But watching a masochist enjoy receiving the pain, wanting the pain, and then being able to give them that pain, then the sadism is fine, is, is a lot of fun. It's not just that I want to hurt you. I want to hurt a masochist who wants to be hurt. I mean, same with me. I thoroughly enjoy what I do when I'm, you know, hurting somebody with electro, but only again, if they're enjoying it, if they're not enjoying it, it's not fun. If they're giggling, wiggling, writhing, screaming, carrying on, making all kinds of noises, I love it. Mm -hmm. But if they're like, oh, ow, that hurts. I don't like it. I'm like, right. get off my table. And this question, I think, also stems from that whole kink is caused by trauma. And for, for most people I know, kink is not a result of their trauma. If anything, the trauma has created the hard limits. Our trauma prevents us from doing certain things, not what making us want to do things. Listen, I was into kink before I had trauma. And you're right. My trauma has influenced my limits. One of them, I can't have both my arms above my head pinned together. Can't, that's one of the main reasons I can't have rope. I cannot have I, my arms limited. I have to have my hands free. And that happened after I started in kink. Mm -hmm. I'm just a pervert. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> I've always been, long before I discovered kink, I was doing, you know, experimenting in the bedroom with my boyfriends. I did bondage when I was like in my early 20s in college, long before I ever discovered the whole kinky world. I, I it took you that long? Yeah. I've, you know, I've said before that my family used to tease me that I was, I had a teenager living inside my middle-aged woman's body. And it wasn't until many years later that I found out about middles that I went, oh, <laughs> that yeah. makes sense. Well, I'm the weirdo that took coloring books on and crayons and colored pencils on my honeymoon. And that was before I knew I was a little. Hmm. I used to run five miles a day. With bad knees. Yeah, that's straight up masochism nobody, right there. Nobody questioned that about me. Nobody thought, well, that's weird. Why would you intentionally cause yourself pain that way? Everyone was like, good for you. You're exercising. <laughs> now I'm doing it, I think, healthier, if you ask me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because my knees don't hurt anymore from what I do. <laughs> All right, here we go. Can subspace last for days? I felt high for a few days and couldn't even form words properly. I'm wondering if subspace can happen for more than one day. Yes. 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 And yes. I say ride that high for as long as you can. My first one, three days. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I. So I told you this. I went to mm -hmm. work and my coworker took one look at me and was like, are you high? I was like, yes, but not for the reason you're thinking. 
I was like, I cannot explain it. I am not on a substance. But yes, I am very high. And that was, I think, day two. Yeah, it's absolutely. And I say there's nothing wrong with you if your subspace only lasts for an hour, lasts for a day, lasts for three days. A couple it's, of minutes. It's all perfectly valid. And it will depend. And how it and how subspace lasts for your first may not be how it lasted for your seventh scene. It's going to change depending upon the scene, how you're feeling, what's happening around you the days afterward. I have never had as intense a subspace as that one since. And I'm kind of upset about it. I'm so sorry. I've never had that. It was the, the only time. And I didn't even know what it was. Somebody had to explain it to me. Yeah. I mean, it took me a while to recognize my subspace because it doesn't look anything like what I'd been led to believe subspace looks like. No, yours is bonkers. Mine is, mine is different. We have mine a recording. Is, mine is uh, high as hell, not, uh, and hyper, not mellow and chill. Well, I mean, there's and... different ways of being high. Everybody is going to react differently. Yeah. Even when you smoke, you're going to react differently. I get completely deadpan. No yeah. sense of humor whatsoever. Nope. I get funnier. <laughs> Because I get no, sillier. Me, me sober is way funnier than me on something. Oh, nope. Well, I've never been on anything. I've been drunk and I've been subspace high. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much what I stick to yeah. now. I'm talking about like, you know, before, uh, earlier when I was younger. But uh, I don't really do that anymore. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's different now, but I'm not even going to try it because yeah. I, I get top high. I get yeah. top high almost every weekend, but I haven't gotten that subspace high quite that same ever again, which is yeah. sad. It happens. All right. Our last one. You ready for this one? I cannot believe we even made it. I, I'm glad I got all of these because we did go through all of these. Go for all it. Right. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'm new to BDSM. Sorry if I use the incorrect phrases or words. Munch needed advice. I think it's supposed to be much needed advice about munches. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Reddit is not exactly known for their good grammar. Which kills and me. spelling, right? I would like to go to a munch. But being good a for you. Thank you. But being a single male, I'm not entirely sure if I'm supposed to bring someone along or if coming solo is okay. Is it impolite to use it as a way to find a relationship slash partner? I'm not new to the BDSM aspect, but the vetting process. I've tried finding information on FetLife, but it's so confusing to navigate through. Any sort of advice is appreciated in advance. I'm so glad they asked. <laughs> um, a lot will depend actually on the munch itself, whether or not you can go as a single male. For example, it's, yeah, the my, type munch, of munch matters. my munch is general. Anybody and everybody, single, coupled, throupled. Polygroups, I don't care. You're welcome. I know that um, some people will do some femdom um, munches where you cannot go as a single male. You can only go as the uh, submissive of a, a female, of a femdom. I have done uh, women only. So only people who identified as female could go. I've done... I've seen ones that are just uh, athletic and kinky and they're supposed to be, which always cracked me up because then they go to a bar and eat bar food, which doesn't strike me as being particularly athletic. <laughs> no. I mean, if you, can you do a munch at a gym though? You can do a munch anywhere. You could meet for a, a workout class. Why not? Hmm. That's the cool thing about munches. Um, is it impolite to use it as a way to find a relationship partner? Yes. If you are going to find, if your whole purpose of going to a munch is to find a relationship or a partner, yes, I do think that that is wrong. That doesn't mean you won't necessarily meet somebody. We've actually, I we am have. responsible for several munch uh, relationships. Several? Several. Like three. Really? Yeah. I only know of one. See, there you go. It's you shouldn't go in with the expectation. 
that that's, no, that's going to happen. That's sort of like the cherry on top. Now, if you're looking to go make friends, that's a great reason to go to a munch. And I highly recommend that. It's good for networking. And then from that networking, you can get friends. And then from those friends, you can get a date. So yeah, you just build on it. Right. Um, I'm going to put in the show notes uh, a link to a writing I have on FetLife called What to Expect at a Munch. And uh, if you read it, I think that will really help you if I had any questions about what you should expect and the types of behaviors that aren't or not acceptable at a munch. Perfect. Anything you want to add to that about munching? No. No, as long as it's not... I mean, we talked about squawking a chicken, so now we're talking about munching. I was going to say, as long as it's not squawking. Right. (laughs) That's that's it for, for this episode of our Reddit Answers. Again, please join our subreddits. Um, there's Pink Kink Podcast, BDSM underscore education, and BDSM underscore AITA. If during your time on Reddit, you find some interesting Reddit threads that you would like our opinion on, you'd like to see them included in a future episode of Answer Reddit Questions, send them to us at uh, pinkkinkpodcast at gmail.com. We love this kind of stuff. This is this is fun for us. And yeah, we like it. <laughs> it's a little more lighthearted time for us, which, you know, we need sometimes. Well, we sure proved that we can be lighthearted today. I don't think I've ever laughed that hard at an actual squawky chicken. Oh, somebody finally responded, I think. Or is they respond no, another was, Oh, they you responded about the you're responding to the recipes. The, the food. <laughs> it's food porn. I'm not supposed to look at food porn. Uh, I can't Our food take porn you anywhere. Channel is fantastic. I utterly regret this channel. It's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.